What's up, you lovely lurkers? I'm Scott, he's Willie, and welcome to the show. Today, we're going to talk about Jeremy Renner, work at home, the most anticipated shows and movies of 2023, and some funny names. If you like our voices, you can find our faces on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram, or Jaws still on the floor looking at Yee's new clothing line. Let's lurk. Willie, I don't know about ye, but I'm feeling 23. It is a new year. It's a new me. It's a new you. Well, you look the same. I look look a little different. You look a little different. You know what also looks a little different? This? All of this? Our show. Our our name. Our cover art. All of our socials, hopefully. Everything. (laughs) Can we talk a little bit about Lovely Lurkers and where that came to be i mean if you're asking permission i'm always gonna say no because i want you to break the rules consent's important but for scott he's got a weird kink be a bad boy (laughs) (laughs) so the the name is is basically what we've called you our lovely listeners pretty much the whole time uh, behind the scenes and now it's just come to the forefront for those who think like, oh, Lurker, that sounds kind of creepy. Yeah, it mostly is for the first seven definitions. But if you go to the eighth one, <laughs> it's actually... It turned into something really romantic. <laughs> Just like the notebook. It's essentially people who view things, choose not to comment on them, which for most of the world is actually a godsend. We need less people commenting on everything that exists. You can just lurk and be lovely. The goal of this show going forward, and I'm saying this show, foreshadowing, Mm -hmm. is that this is going to be a podcast that delves into all of the internet's quirks. Every week, we're going to serve up a heaping helping of wonderful, delightful discussion on a variety of topics ranging from, I don't know, movies and sports to racist past musicians uh our goal is really just a chance for you to have a break from your day to listen to enjoy to watch to have a good time and to be a part of the conversation happening real time rationally of course not Mm. we don't like to go on the seesaw one way or the other we just like to stand in the center and make sure nobody has any fun wait (laughs) (laughs) so let's kick off the show with everybody's favorite avenger jeremy renner (laughs) now you all know him jeremy renner has been an actor do you know he was a musician does he play the violin does he i don't know you said he was you said he was a musician what 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 do you expect me i don't know it's not my favorite Avenger. Wow. Obviously, he plays Hawkeye in the MCU. Do you remember the controversy after the first Avengers film? He caused a hissy fit because he wasn't given enough screen time. And then Avengers 2 Age of Ultron, arguably the worst, comes out. And he had a big leading part in that role. I would say he was an incredible comic relief. I really enjoyed him in that movie. I do. And I think it was kind of warranted. You know, everybody... 
has this really cool comic book movie potential and then he's just the arrow guy and he's like why am i in here why am i being taken out of the movie 10 seconds in so i think that's fair as an actor you want to number one get paid Mm -hmm. number two have future potential of screen time and yeah it was okay for him to call that out do you remember him from the hurt locker that was one of the first movies I bought digitally. Was he the main character? I think so. If not one of the, if not one of the mains. But that that movie was amazing. Oh, such a good movie! I think it was the first movie directed by a woman that won an Oscar. Yeah, Catherine Bigelow. Um, yeah, that's really cool. You may recognize him also from like The Bourne Legacy, Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters, American Hustle, Arrival. What a great movie! Oh yeah. Something happened to Jeremy recently. Yeah, he's in the news because as winter storms hit the U.S. and as we're recording this, we're on the tail end of a storm. We're batting down the hatches here. I don't know if you heard this, but Jeremy Renner got in a severe accident. Something to do with a snowplow? Uh-huh. He ended up, he is in critical condition, but stable. I'm taking you right into this because I just saw the headline and I was like, oh my gosh, is he dead? And when I saw that he was in stable condition, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to pay attention just in case we want to talk about it on the show. Here's the benefit of this new rebrand of this show is we're expanding beyond Reddit. This is about what's happening around the internet. And for some reason, this did not make it onto Reddit. So from the TikTok page, comic books, They posted today this video. Take a listen. Details about Jeremy Renner's New Year's Day snowplow accident have emerged, and they're pretty terrifying. According to TMZ, the actor was run over by a snowplow near his home, and it shredded his leg and resulted in significant blood loss, along with other extensive injuries. A nearby neighbor who was a doctor reportedly raced over to him and crafted a tourniquet for his leg to try to stop the bleeding, and Renner had to be airlifted to a nearby hospital. Dispatch audio shows how bad the roads were which Renner was plowing because they were concerned they wouldn't be able to reach him with their vehicles. The Avenger star has previously posted photos and videos on Instagram of himself plowing the roads near his house, and the location is reportedly being treated as an active crime scene, as those snow plows are supposed to have built-in safety features to prevent such accidents from happening. We'll keep you posted as new details emerge on comicbook.com and on the Phase Zero channels. Wow. What do you think this means? I, I like It immediately made me think, these Avengers, the people that are in the MCU and defining characters for our middle-aged selves when there is a loss of one of them it has a profound impact culturally on our on ourselves i'm thinking chadwick boseman he dies nobody's prepared for that and then we get black panther wakanda forever which is a full separation from the original planned script and now jeremy renner Uh, may not be able to play Hawkeye in the same way. He might lose a leg. We don't know what's going to happen from this. I mean, the first thing to think about is the human being, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, anyway. He is somebody who, despite his job, is just a normal human being like the rest of us. He was out there using some equipment that maybe he wasn't fully certified, but at least had enough money to do or to use. And an accident happened, just like it could happen to any one of us. 
So like, I'm hoping he's that's just going to be okay. I think that's fair. I, I don't know why I necessarily went immediately to, this is going to impact my movie <laughs> I know experience. Why. <laughs> I know why. <laughs> because this is our connection to this human being. This is the reason that we are actually caring about this incident in the news outside of, uh, I guess, the Man box gets hit by a plow. Yeah, right. Christian Bale, we know him from the movies, but if mm-hmm. some like no-name actor just starts yelling at best boy Grip because they walk through the shot, like you would, ne- it wouldn't even make the trades. Right. So you're concerned with the entire industry and and that's understandable we're browbeaten with all of the things all the marketing all of the uh media and impacted by this day in and day out but never really about jeremy renner the human being (laughs) we don't know about his uh i guess philanthropy if he has any did you know he was married to Mm. like a model I assume actors are just married to models. I know. <laughs> and that's a good assumption. Um, he's married. I don't know if he has kids or not, but it, it's just little things like that. That He's a normal... One, he has one. He is, okay. And so, like, these are the people we should be concerned about. You know, him True. and his family. Not who they're going to recast. Talk. I mean, they've already recast his daughter. So, essentially, he could walk away... Maybe not literally now, but it's interesting. It's sad. Obviously, we're gonna we're gonna keep an eye on it because we want to see where this goes. And uh, yeah, our hearts go out to Jeremy and his whole family, and hopefully for a speedy recovery. Well, speaking of movie stars, I'm sure Jeremy Renner started out in TV as well, like most actors. I want to talk about the most anticipated shows and movies of this upcoming year. We did this last year, which I think it was really fun, and we kind of broke it down. Okay. There are shows that are coming back from last year, Barry, Loki, Mandalorian, Succession, Ted Lasso, Yellow Jackets, those types of shows. Yep, all great all great shows. So, first TV show, most anticipated, The Last of Us. Where does this rank? Ooh. I'm not sure if a video game turned show or movie necessarily is successful let's turn our eyes to uncharted not great not Not a great great. movie and let's also turn our eyes to the halo series (laughs) not a great show alternatively though we had tomb raider you could argue that they were okay but i've never saw a single you never saw one of the two Mm -mm. you didn't want to see angelina jolie in your most coming of age years Scott? There's, i've seen plenty of other movies with her how dare it. you <laughs> how dare you <laughs> i think it's got to rank up there i know that this is a game that's won some of the biggest gaming awards yeah and it's going to be a show that all eyes are on to see can you take this story driven game and turn it into a real show i think because of all the things that you just said it's gonna bomb but <laughs> I'm still going to watch it because it's on HBO. Okay. Yeah. Uh, have you heard of something called White House Plumbers? Is this is Larry the Cable Guy trying to come back? <laughs> <laughs> 
It's starring Woody Harrelson and Justin Thoreau. Uh, oh, it's got to be good. Yeah, and the, and it, it revolves around the Watergate scandal. Lena Headey's in it. Domhnall Gleeson's in it. Kiernan Shipka is in it. So there, there's a big cast involved. And the showrunner is David Mandel, who did Veep. So it's possible that it looks like it could be a really funny show. The next show is Mrs. Davis. Did you ever see Glow, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling? Amazing show. I've heard, but no, I haven't. Got cut short by one season at least, but still worth a watch. The, The main star, Betty Gilpin, is a nun who is waging a war against artificial intelligence, and it's being run by lost showrunner Damon Lindelof. Interesting. It's described as an exploration of faith and technology. Uh, IMDB already describes it as follow an epic battle of biblical and binary proportions. Well, that's going to be interesting for all those non-binary people out there. Yeah, this one's not for you, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Next on the list is Ahsoka. And I, I okay. think I just said that word, and Willie just ahsoka his underwear. <laughs> no, no. I did. That was not my O face. <laughs> I did. You might have. Here's, here's the problem that I have right now with what Disney's putting out for Star Wars. Mandalorian, I'm trying my best to be a part of that show. I think it's good. It's a little slow, a little methodical for me. Some of the action set pieces in season two we're okay some of i'm understanding i'm starting to get the sense of them cutting corners by filming on the void i can just feel it so mandalorian season three is coming out and i'm like okay fine it's gonna be fine but ahsoka feels like well let's just redo it again i mean it's exactly what we saw with what was the 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 character that they introduced in the last season of mandalorian at the bounty hunter one what Bob, show was that boba fett book of boba, boba fett. fett yeah was that any good yeah i didn't watch it i can't believe you're take not your watching bias these of things. loving star wars take your bias of of willing to shove the the man uh, the whatever millennium falcon up your bum put it <laughs> into a blender but chug it all the way yeah like that's who what i am <laughs> so your opinion doesn't matter right now. it totally matters <laughs> even though i'm biased i will say that you are uh, not as informed as you could be because you haven't seen the rebels and clone wars franchises so sure it makes sense that you wouldn't necessarily get why they're coming out with a live action but for everybody who's a fan of that i think it's going to pay them all the service that they've been looking for okay <laughs> okay what about john wick yes john wick has a spinoff show called the continental revolving around the chain of hotels used by the criminals in the series Ooh. what what i love about some of these movies is they create this rich backstory that is done so well that it leaves you intrigued thinking Ah, there's got to be so much more to this. I really want a, a piece of what this tiny little universe is like. And I, I'm okay with franchises exploring them in different avenues. I think what we're seeing with the MCU is how do you take that to its breaking point mm-hmm. with all of the shows that we're seeing on Disney Plus? Well, if you're at your breaking point, you're probably not going to be into Agatha Coven of Chaos. <laughs> 
oh, I'm totally into it. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, you're 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 down for this, or is it just a pile on? It's Catherine Hahn, and she's amazing. Did you watch the new Knives Out? Yes, it was great. Oh, it was so good. Ryan Johnson, I, he just puts out really great movies. I liked his Star Wars movie. I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think it was terrible. <laughs> I am excited to see Catherine Hahn come back in this role. Uh, apparently, Aubrey Plaza is going to be in this movie. Yes, She's, please. Or in this show. This is. I've been a big fan of her ever since the uh, Parks and Rec. Ever since you had hands. <laughs> um <laughs> But she's been like branching out into a bunch of movies and shows now and just spreading her wings as, in terms of acting chops. And like, she's amazing. Totally. What do you think of the video game Fallout? Post apocalyptic universe with a little man on your wrist telling you what to do and where yeah, to go? Yeah, a Pip Boy. Because uh, guess what? The Last of Us is not the only video game franchise that is getting a show. I would watch Fallout. What is who's starring in this? It's being put out by Amazon and it's created by Westworld's Lisa Joy and Jonathan Nolan. It's going to star Walter Walter Goggins, who is amazing, Kyle yep. McLaughlin, and Ella Purnell. And Bethesda uh, if you heard the name. If you heard the name uh, Walter Goggins, he's known for Justified, The Hateful Eight, Django Unchained predators he's been in a lot of stuff yeah but bethesda is producing so like they've got a hand in this ip which makes me think that there's a good chance it'll work all right let's now move on to movies because those are sometimes a little bit easier to just say yes or no oh the most anticipated movies of this year are scream six don't care evil dead rise don't don't know what that is (laughs) The Super Mario Brothers movie. I will S Chris Pratt's D. (laughs) No, I won't. Come on. In church. Get that hate speech out of here. (laughs) Speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy. I will S Chris Pratt's D. (laughs) Listen, the internet... Has a vendetta against Chris Pratt. I think Chris Pratt is the 2020 version of Nickelback. Go listen to Nickelback. It's not that bad. You just wanted an artist to hate. But their music really wasn't that bad. Chris Pratt is a good actor. He is. He is good at what he does. Yes. You can disagree with his beliefs on religion and his beliefs on the world and separate that from the artist and the content that he puts out because he is not ye and none of us want that. (laughs) But what about a non-controversial pick? Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. I regret not seeing Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse in theaters. Are you going to S Miles Morales' D? No, he's a kid, man. All right, good. You passed that test. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me when he turns 18. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Into the Spider-Verse is still not only is it my favorite animated movie of all time, but it's in at minimum the top 3 favorite films of all time. It was life-changing for me in terms of animated films that could be mm-hmm. that good. Correct me if I'm wrong, Scott, 
but the way people read comics and just got lost in the page incredible artwork that drew you in your imagination ran wild creating these scenarios as you read these stories that all of a sudden as you just get into the page the artwork starts to move it starts to become something in your imagination Mm -hmm. that movie is the closest you're going to get to that imagination on screen and speaking of imagination on screen indiana jones and the dial of destiny can can we move on already (laughs) (laughs) couldn't have said it better myself (laughs) (laughs) speaking of bad things what about oppenheimer only bad because it killed like millions of people (laughs) i think that is my most anticipated film of 2023 i was gonna say spider-man but i think this has to be better Christopher Nolan is a madman. Mm-hmm. What this guy does to deliver practical effects in an age of James Cameron putting out the most stunning Avatar films and then Nolan saying, F you, man, I can do it. F it, let's do it live. The movie is going to be stunning. All right, and to round out, I'm going to give you three quick ones. You just say yay or nay. Can we say yes or no? Because I don't like saying yay. Okay. (laughs) Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yes. The Flash. (laughs) Hard pass. Mike's hard shove that right up your ass. And speaking of Magic Mike's last dance. Oh, what what happened to Magic Mike? I think um, I think he falls on stage and breaks it. Spoiler alert. Raging boner. (laughs) (laughs) Scott, do you remember? When we started this podcast and we were stuck at home, it was one of the scariest weeks of my life. Of course, it's only been a, it's Scott. It's it's been three years. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally in the closet recording that show on a ten-year-old computer, mm-hmm. not knowing when I was going to be able to go get groceries or toilet paper. This is a funny story. This is a throwback to like season one of this show if this is season three and scott scott was like i found a guy i literally bought toilet paper out of his trunk (laughs) he's a distributor i have a distributor for my toilet paper (laughs) i knew a guy what what could i say but i just want to point this out because let's pull it back to our favorite reddit and reddit had a post this week that said remote work is poised to devastate America's cities in order to survive. Cities must let developers convert office buildings into housing. There's a lot going on in that sentence. There's a a post from the New York Magazine, which I will put in the show notes. But what are your thoughts? You called that out. We've we've talked about this in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, Just in passing, it was kind of like a, what do you think? What's a good idea? And this was the exact thing that you predicted. So either you're secretly writing for the New York Mag now and not telling me because I'm still in this basement recording. (laughs) 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 Or they're listening to us like everybody says. And I think they just stole your idea. The, The magazine here writes... The nation's office buildings aren't as empty as they were before COVID vaccines became widely available in 2021, but 
they're still far less populated than they were in 2019. So a recent analysis of Census Bureau data from the financial site LendingTree found that 29% of Americans were working from home as late as October of 2022. In New York City, financial firms reported that only 56% of their employees were in the office on a typical September. It's crazy to think about, but it, it's also completely reasonable. Before COVID, all of us, for the most part, have had at least worked in some sort of office capacity or mm -hmm. had heard or thought of working in an office job, seen the buildings in downtown wherever you live, and said like, oh, I could, I could go work there maybe when I'm done with school or whatnot. There is empty skyscrapers. <laughs> And, and, yeah. and when I say empty, I mean like relatively empty compared to what it used to be. But mm -hmm. so it's it's either old offices or it's multimillionaires and billionaires buying up floors and not touching them. Yeah. Yeah. So let me just run through the top three cities that have recovered since the pandemic. And then I want you to guess on the bottom three cities. And I'm going to give you some percentages here. The bottom three so, cities that have not recovered. That have not recovered. Okay. So in third place of, of cities that have recovered, at 89%, San Diego, 89% of, of their downtown has recovered. And by the way, they're getting this data because they're looking at mobile phone locations from 2019 to 2022. So it's a good indication of like the amount of people in areas. That's good. It's good. They're not tracking vaccine locations. That's good. Same thing. It's it same thing. Screws up the five G network and <laughs> just messes with you know the routers. Anyways, Baltimore is number two at ninety one percent back to wow. capacity. Would not have put that in my top ten. But the number one at a hundred and twelve percent, meaning that they have boomed past where they were, probably to the expected growth level of what a normal city would have from the Midwest. Columbus, Ohio. Wow. All right. Not what I would have expected. But like Minneapolis, I think people think of Minnesota and, and say, there's probably not a lot happening in downtown areas. Minneapolis has a lot. It's just one of those like quiet sleeper cities. Columbus, Ohio has a lot of businesses that are based out of there. So it kind of makes sense. They're also the president maker state. Oh, really? I think that makes sense. Now that everybody knows that anybody, literally anybody off the street can be president, people are getting back to work in Ohio. <laughs> Good point. Okay. Bottom three. Bottom what three is your guess for number three? That have not recovered. Two off the, off the top of my head. Uh, so the third one, I got to think here. All right. I got three. I got three. Okay. And it will be to the delight of one side of the aisle. <laughs> when I guess all three of these cities, uh, my number three is God, yeah, that's that's right, hundred <laughs> percent correct. Got it. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts from the other side of the aisle recently. You know, to to balance out my what are you do what are you doing this my spring? fair and balanced uh, lifestyle here. Uh, okay, got it. <laughs> sure, sure. Listen, you need to know what's going on both sides if you want to be center. My number three would be Seattle. Uh, Seattle is 
Seven from the bottom. Okay. All right. Good, gu- good guess, though. They've recovered 52%. 52%. What I'm saying is these these cities are less than. So, yeah, oh. your number three spot. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. My second guess would have been Los Angeles. And, and then my third guess would be New York City. All of your guesses are on the list. New York City. New York City is 78% recovered. Oh, not bad. You're three at 43% recovered. Chicago. Oh, dang. In number two, Portland. It's, it's up there. It's near Seattle. Forty. They're at 41%. And the worst one is San Francisco. 31% <laughs> recovered. See, I wasn't, that means I wasn't far 69. off with my <laughs> <laughs> You weren't. Chicago, Portland, and San Francisco. You've got three blue cities that have all struggled to recover. But the the deal is, is you've got a bunch of progressives that live and work in these cities that probably do a ton of commuting. But they're also really vocal about how beneficial working from home can be. Yeah, it, it, If it's because the opportunity to work remotely is so good for the people in those cities, then like that's the positive. If it's if it's because people are just not going back to work, there's the problem. And because like the people that employed them aren't offering them the benefits and stuff that would help them live a decent life because all three of those cities are fairly expensive to live in, Mm -hmm. especially San Francisco. So the question is, if they're going to convert business space to living space, one, do you think that that's going to be a a lessen the cost of living? Or do you think that it's going to be a situation where it's just going to keep the cost of that city, that super high price up where it's at right now? It depends on what happens to the buildings, because I've seen some places that are already letting go of their lease, flipping to remote. And these other companies that are coming in and they're basically renting the floors out as workspaces where you and I could go and record our podcast there. Or we could go and host clients there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not letting you get by that. That was, I could taste that one from here, buddy. (laughs) I had a really good dinner. <laughs> and that's because Scott got to spend his time at home, which is what all of these people doing remote work get to do. Uh, fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> Speaking of funny moments, man, can you please tell me about funny town names oh yeah with with all these people working at home i thought i'd maybe shed some light on where these remote workers are spending their time these days rather than in chicago portland or any other city on that list because why live in san francisco when you could work from intercourse pennsylvania because <laughs> I, I i saw this post that is called the most lewd sounding town in each state and so willie in the great 50 here i want you to just pick a state pick a state and uh i'll tell you where the people are remote working from these days i want to pick the great state of minnesota because if it's not the one that i'm thinking of this list is dumb 
there's some some weird names on this list, but why work in San Francisco when you could spend your days cozy and cuzzled up in Keister, Minnesota? You know, you know what Keister does for you. <laughs> it leads to just down the road, Climax, Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> what are some other states you've traveled to? Let's let's look at the the big wang of the United States, Florida. <laughs> well, a lot of people know. think this is actually macro, but apparently Florida has something called Mycosucky. <laughs> <laughs> Mycosucky? Yeah, and everybody else thinks there's macrosucky. So I used to live in Virginia, and there's a town there called Short Pump, which is Willie's nickname in college. Hey, no. <laughs> Didn't really take very long. Uh, I remember my first time. <laughs> Well, it's better than what my nickname in college was. Uh, Louisiana has a town called Dry Prong. Oh. I was I was single the whole time. What about Utah? I need to know. I need to know what this Bible Belt is thumping. Funny enough, just like everybody that goes to BYU, Virgin is the funniest city. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most realistic <laughs> city name. There is not a single non-Virgin that lives in that city. Some of the other uh, great ones on this list uh, that maybe you want to visit as you're looking for places to live and work remotely. Can I guess the state? Sure. <laughs> uh, Dick Shooter. <laughs> <laughs> Oklahoma. <laughs> uh, Wyoming. <laughs> okay. It's in the middle. Yeah. Uh, you don't got a lot to do. I'm trying to think of the etymology of where this came from. And it's very likely that somebody's like, you just shot that guy's dick off. <laughs> It makes sense out in Wyoming. Wanker's Corner. I saw Brokeback. Oh, I saw Brokeback. <laughs> <laughs> Colorado? Close. It is actually oh, Oregon. Not close. PP Township. PP Township? <laughs> PP Township? <laughs> you went East Coast on me. This is Rhode Island. Uh, you're on the right side of the map. It's actually in Ohio. Kind of. I'm kind of on the same side of the map. And finally, Beaver City. Hardly newer. <laughs> Beaver City, Tennessee. <laughs> it's actually in Nebraska. Oh. Now, if you'd like to find your state's craziest name, or at least according to this list, we will put the link in the show notes. Listen, if you're from Swallow Hill, which is right next to Blue Ball Village. Are those real? All I'm saying is you're going to be popular. You're going to have to go find out. We've got so much more in store for you in 2023, you lovely lurkers. I'm excited to share more. I think maybe we hold back a little bit and we share more as it as it comes to light. It's going to be a slow trickle. We're not just going to go not, all... Not because of like a medical problem. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have a blockage. It's so we don't want to ram everything down the throat like Ramtown, New Jersey. Listen, we, we just want to, like, tease it a little bit. We want to build, we want to, you know, play with them yeah. a little. And we'll get there. <laughs> and inevitably, we'll full circle, reach back around to Climax, Minnesota, and we'll give you the full deal. So, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Find more of us on our socials, and we'll see you next week.